big thing on my heart that I am very excited about and that I'm passionate about and believe that is the will of God is giving. I believe I have not taught that. I, it lives for me personally. Like in every fiber of my being, it lives in every, I think, cell of my body or something. I believe it because I've seen it. And I think I failed as a minister. And um, I'm going to try and change some of that. Um, I believe that to really see the fruit of God in our lives, to really see the power of God, to really see change and deliverance, involves a lot of giving, actually. And we've been talking about this kind of a little bit thematically in the last few weeks, is that God's desire is not for you to give and not receive. God's desire is also not for you to receive and not give. Either extreme are toxic. You receive, 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 don't give. We talked about spiritual constipation, right? Gobble up, not all inlet, no outlet. It's also toxic. It's anorexic, spiritual anorexia, giving and not receiving. You know, it's, that's toxic as well and kills people. A lot of people think that that's noble. I'm a giver. I'm just a giver. If you're giving and you have not received, what you're giving is toxic. It's not good stuff. So we want to be in both places with that and to find the balance. And I feel like in a lot of ways, like one of the things that we're being called into more is being more mindful of that as a church. We're really good about feelings and taking care of feelings and making everybody feel good. And sometimes I think we get self-centered in it. I think we get into the like, oh, let's just talk about how do I feel? How do I feel? And you know what I'm saying? And, and that's just sort of, and, and then people, it, I've seen it where people's growth really, really is stagnant and doesn't go forward. But there's actually, it's funny, the one place in giving, that's one, that's one challenge. Just giving particular is a challenge. But the one area that this section of scripture is going to talk about that's actually a really big deal in the Bible is giving money. Now, I, you know, it's funny because I've been, um, I was taught as an early Christian about the value of this and why it's, God talks a lot about giving money. Now, what is, you know, it's kind of funny, but there's also tons of scriptures about the fact that there's a big connection between our heart and money. Look at, like, huge connection. It, it reveals a lot. What we spend money for reveals what we care about. Who do you spend the most money for for presents to give people? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, kind of indicative. You know, what's the price tag of the gifts you give people? Is it, you know, like... It, it, at, on their birthdays or Christmas, has some, doesn't have some reflection of how you feel about somebody? You think about where, you know, it says, the Bible says there where your treasure be, so will your heart be also. The Bible does a lot about saying that wh- what we do with our money reflects heart. They also say, this is an old saying, I guess sales saying or something that we used to use in sales way back in the day, that you haven't... You haven't got to a man's heart till you got to his pocketbook, to his wallet or whatever pocketbook. Maybe that's a girl thing, but uh, basically, unless you've got into somebody's wallet, you have not gotten to their heart. That it really is that in some ways it it's, it it shows you, you know, where our priorities are, what are the things that mean something to us, and I believe that that's why God speaks about the spiritual element of giving money a lot. Um, and I was kind of raised, you know, this way, so I feel like it's been the concept, I believe, and we're going to look at this because this section of scripture is very specific about money. 
why do you think God wants us, you know, like, you think about, like, why would God care about that? Or why would, you know, yeah, why would that matter? Why would it be something? It seems like, at least for me too, it seems like isn't that the last thing that people talk about for spiritual growth? You know, it's almost like, oh, let's talk, let's read the Bible, let's pray, but give money that's in spiritual growth? Do you know, it's almost like it, it's, like it shouldn't be significant or, or it should be, I don't know. But it actually is a lot bigger deal, and that's, you know, pretty much what um, I want to talk about. It's a huge deal as far as our hearts go um, and how we relate to God. And I feel like... And I think it's because of the fact that it really, it's uncomfortable. Isn't it to separate you from your money? It's just like, it's uncomfortable. It's, it's almost uncomfortable to have the conversation about it. And, you know, I, and I felt that way at times too. It's funny because, uh, again, when I started giving, I was a young Christian and didn't have very much as a kid, but I was just raised it. Um, and, I've, and I've related to it at various times. I remember the beginning of giving. I used to think about it, <laughs> somebody told, you know, because the scripture says you give, we're going to read that um, at some point, but you give, um, you know, it says you sow, like sowing seed, planting seed, you, you give sparingly, you reap sparingly, which is like a little, you reap, you sow a lot, and you reap a lot. And so I was related to it when I was younger as, like I wanted to get rich, so... <laughs> So, and I was, you know, our church kind of taught that too, which I don't think is really wise, but um, we're basically, you give money to get rich, you know, to get money back. And so I kind of gave with that. I remember, I remember early, because I was actually, that was my early 20s or something, had a kind of a hotshot career, and, and I was giving my money, and I was like, they were saying, you know, 10% is what you owe God, so you're not really giving until you give over 10. So I was like, okay, I'm going to give, I don't remember, it was 20 or 25 or something like that because I, I want to be a generous giver, but I want to get rich. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I remember I'm writing my checks every week, and they're big checks. I mean, these are really some fat checks I'm writing to, you know, to my church at the time, and I'm like, you know, it's painful. You know, it's painful giving, like, like you know, well, 10% or more, no matter what, it's always painful. Whether you get a lot or a little, it's painful. The more you get, the big checks are bigger, and that's why it hurts. So it's, um, so I was writing that, and I remember... You know, if you, I, I think if maybe a couple months went by, and I was wondering where all the money was. <laughs> I was li- like, that's how I would, I look back, I'm like, oh, God, how did you, well, I'm so sorry, God, that I was relating that way, and, but I, but I really believe, um, I don't believe that that's the point of this, even though there is <clears throat> about giving, sparing, and, and bountiful, I really believe that the it's really easy to be owned by our possessions, to be in bondage to, to that. And I believe that it is a slavery. Um, I believe that worrying about money is something that we have all s- struggled with. And it's, one, it's very stressful as far as, you know, worrying about things or wanting things. Wanting things we don't have is difficult. Um, Thinking we're going to be happy with things is difficult. You know, how many times have we thought, if only, if only, if only, I had this, I had this, I had this. You know, it would be better. And I think as I've, as I've come along, I'm, I, I, I keep praying for my heart to keep in a good place about it because um, 
I don't want to be attached to my things. I know what it's like. It doesn't feel good. I know what it's like to live in fear about it, to live in fear about paying bills, to live in fear. Or also just, I know what it's like to be in the bondage of needing a lot, you know, of needing nice things, of needing like that to be attached. To have even my, I've even had huge periods of time where my self-worth was completely tied to how much money I made. You know, like whether I was worth something as a person had to do with how much or how successful I was. Huge. I remember because I was, again, very after that time period of being very successful in my 20s, I lost everything really quickly. And I remember it was one of the lows. You know, I I can think of my life. I had some of these moments that were giant lows. I literally, as I lost everything, I had lost this high-paying job I had, and it was just a mess, and... I remember just heaving on a puddle on my floor as I was getting evicted from my house in the ocean. And I couldn't move. I, wasn't, I could not move. I actually had friends had to come and scrape me off the floor and get my stuff out. I did not move myself. I was that debilitated physically that, I, I mean, I would have lost everything. They would have just gotten me out of the house and locked up my crap. But thankfully, I had friends that came over and actually packed my stuff up. So I had something left and got me out of that house. And it came because how I defined myself was so attached to the career, the house, the, it, you know, without it, I felt like I was nothing. I really felt insignificant. I felt like, I felt like crap. I felt like a loser. I felt like it was a low. It was, a, it was a huge, huge low as far as how much that impacted me. And this is a Christian, and I'm tithing and giving more than tithe, and, you know. But yet my heart was so connected to the stuff. In fact, the way I was giving was because I wanted more stuff. It wasn't to honor God. It wasn't to be free financially. It was to get more stuff. And so I really believe, and, you know, as... I've grown that the goal in giving, the goal with our hearts, and where God's heart is, is that he set up giving in a way to let go so that we really are trusting that he is our joy and our happiness, you know, that we are not attached to our things. You know, I would rather cut back, I mean, seriously, I would, I would, I will cut back on what I have to give at this point. You know, it's just like I am so committed to, to the concept that nothing I have is mine, it belongs to God. I really believe everything I've got is not mine at all. It is God's. I don't, and it's kind of weird because it's just sort of like we have a lot right now. So the challenge, honestly, is just go, uh, can't be attached to this, can't be used to this, can't be that this is like, you know, Like, oh, like we faced the thing of maybe losing the house a few months ago. And I was just like, you know what? God is still God. If we live in an apartment, you know, my life's amazing. I want that to be the truth about my life. And it's it's a constant challenge. I can't say that, you know, I always kind of check my heart because I'm like, I really want that to be what lives for me because I feel free. It feels a million times better to be there with it. And so I don't have fear about giving. I really don't. If we've got to move out of the house to give, I'll do it, you know? It's like, um, or whatever it happens to be, or cut back on, you know, clothes or restaurants or, you know, whatever the heck it is. 
um, because of that. And I really believe that God's intention in giving is to help our hearts to, let, to not be hanging on so tightly with things. And because that we can relate to God as he is our provision. You know, that he is our supplier. That it's not about us and not about us, like, you know, that, you know, that intensity about, like, scramble, scramble, you know. God doesn't, that's not a blessing. Like, why would God want us to exist like that where, you know, it's not a blessing. So, anyway, it's a big um, intro here for where we're going. But if you take a look at 2 Corinthians 8, there's just freedom in it, just freedom. In 2 Corinthians 8 and verse 1, it says, And now, brothers, we want you to know about the grace that God has given to the Macedonian churches. Out of the most severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. Now, they're actually talking about money here. It's just a nice way to say that. So it's talking about the grace. They're calling the grace that God has given the Macedonian church, churches, that out of the most severe trial, their overflowing joy and extreme poverty welled up in generosity. So you're talking about, like, the concept, and this is like, there's a lot of emotional words attached to this, but, but Paul's talking about a church that didn't have a squat, but their desire to give was so burning. Like, that they were like, I don't care, I want to give. Like, that that's how blessed. What a, talk about a difference in heart. You know, a different heart thing from their mind. You know, like that hoarding kind of mentality. You know, to what a huge thing of just going. I don't, I don't have much. You know, but but the passion there was to give. Extreme poverty. I mean, extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. Look at those adjectives, even. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able, even beyond their ability. This is some. When I want, this is where I want to be. Honestly, this is where I want to be. Like, I just want to, like, that the heart is, and the desire is to not hang on, but the desire is to give so much that it's just like, ah, got to find a way, you know, got to find a way. Like, you know, what can I do without? Cut back or whatever. So that it said entirely on their own, they, oh, look at this. I mean, look at these words. Entirely on their own. This is just from their heart. They urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service. What does that look like to beg to give? Please. I'm urgently begging you. I just, like, I think about the freedom, what that would look like. You know, the passion and the freedom to just go, give me a chance to give. Where can I give? Kind of thing. You know? urgently pleaded, begged for the privilege. Look at those words, urgent pleaded privilege of sharing in this service to the saints. And they did not do as we expected, but they gave themselves first to the Lord and then to us in keeping with God's will. So we urged Titus, since he had earlier made a beginning, to bring also the completion of this act of grace on your part. But just as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, in your love for us, see that you also excel in the grace of giving. You, it's interesting. It's just, it's, it shouldn't be like that. That's the one thing that doesn't really matter in spiritual growth. It's kind of in some ways where the rubber mates the road because you can say a lot. I believe. I have faith. You know, whatever. But at certain points, it's just sort of like, really? Put your money where your mouth is. You know, it's just sort of like... It's sort of, um, as far as a faith thing goes, it's just these are all good things for your growth. You can exce- you're excelling. You're doing great. Faith, speech, knowledge, 
earnest for your love. See that you also excel in the grace of giving. It is an area we need to be stretching ourselves. It's an area that we need to be thinking about growing in if we're not there already. If our faith isn't there, then it's something to be praying for, for God to help our hearts with, to feel more free about. Verse 8, I am not commanding you, but I want to test the sincerity of your love by comparing it with the earnestness of others. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, for your sakes he became poor, so that through so that you through his poverty might become rich <clears throat> and of course it's sort of if you think about Jesus Christ who had everything you know in a way you know that he was the only begotten son of God got the best start ever you know as far as like you know besides Adam but um you know where he had that but he having it all gave it all you know, for us. And so he's the one that sets the, the, goes first in this. And then it says in verse 10, and here is my advice about what is best for you in this matter. Last year you were, you were uh, the first not only to give, but also to have the desire to do so. Now finish the work so that your eager willingness to do it may be matched by your completion of it according to your means. What had happened here is um, they began, they had made, they were kind of excited and made a lot of, um, they had a lot of desire to give. They had made a gift offering um, that was really, really generous and made a commitment for more. And then something happened in their faith and in their heart to doubt that so that they weren't following through with what they had intended to do. So he's actually encouraging them to say, your heart's there. You did great, you know. Um, but people get, we all get stuck, honestly. It's been, I've been up and down as far as the whole thing of when I feel free. It's not like that, you know. Generally, I think I've been feeling pretty free, but, but it's still, it's always like a constant ongoing battle, you know, as far as our hearts go with that, as far as how much we're trusting God or how much stuff just gets in the way, doubts and fears and am I going to have enough and I got to take care of me and it really is in this money area, a huge thing of, of self-reliance, which is my battle, period, like it's just sort of like the tug of war between whether I'm going to let God take care of things or whether I'm just going, I don't trust you with this. I've got to make it happen myself. Um, <clears throat> kind of a situation. So he's sort of uh, urging them to grow in this, to stretch. It says, um, our desire is not that others might be relieved while you were hard-pressed, but that they might be in equality. At the present time, at the present time, your plenty will supply what they need. So that in turn, their plenty will supply what you need. Then there will be equality as it is written. He who gathered much did not have too much, and he that gathered little did not have too little. And so that there's um, some, you know, the thing is it's kind of, some people have a lot, some people have a little. Um, God, And it really looks at the heart as far as giving goes. The It's not the actual, we'll talk about this um a little bit but you know it's it's hard and it's also like you know jesus talked about the the people that were putting these big sums of money in you know rich people looks really impressive right right big checks looks like wow big givers and um so jesus was talking about that and then this one woman that had nothing she had one little mite you know so you can have you know one little mite was all that she had but she gave all that she had so here he's saying, it might not be much money, 
you know, but this woman had enough faith that even, she, she, you know, like, gosh, I mean, what would that look like? The woman that had the least with the most amount of faith to give all that she had and, and the faith that she had to trust God. Um, <coughs> it says uh, in verse 16, I thank God who put into the heart of Titus the same concern I have for you. For Titus not only welcomed our appeal, but he is also coming with you with much enthusiasm and on his own initiative. And we are sending along with him the brother who is praised by all the churches in his service to the gospel. What is more, he was chosen by the churches to accompany us as we carry the offering, which we administer in order to honor the Lord himself and to show our eagerness to help. We want to avoid any criticism of the way we administer this liberal gift, for we are taking pains to do what is right, not only in the eyes of the Lord, but also in the eyes of men. Now, this has been kind of an interesting thing for me because it's, you know... um, when I was growing up, too, the the church that I was a part of was kind of corrupt in the money part, and um, it's a really it's a trigger point with me. It's part of the one of the reasons that I it means a lot to me to um, to be a volunteer minister because I've been extremely angry by the abuses that have happened to me. It's just unconscionable that people would take offering money and live like fat cats as ministers. It sickens me. I just honestly just want to absolutely vomit. I'm like. You've got people that got nothing putting in that friggin' offering plate. How dare you live like some big fat cat off that money? I just like, I'm sorry. I, I just, it's disgusting to me. And I was a part of a church that that's what they did with my money. The, you know, the guy lived like fat cat and had, you know, what I, I mean, it was, you know, lived in great opulence and as people were giving. And so there's a couple things here. One is, for me, I know... My heart was such that I was giving to God. When you give, you give to God. And those people that take advantage of those things will have to stand before Jesus Christ one day. And I'm sorry, I don't want to be in their shoes. I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm going to want to be watching that. Like seeing you stand before Jesus as he's sitting there that you took advantage of his own people for money. But that doesn't stop God's blessing from any of us that give. You know, like God has taken care of me because my heart was in honoring him and in putting him first. And it's, at, it's you know, it, it had, I couldn't do anything about what people, you know, did with that, you know. Um, the goal, it's kind of cool in here where you see that, that what it should look like, you know, is that people do with whatever the offering money is that's honorable, that God would be blessed, and if other people saw it, they would be blessed and feel good about it too. That there would be nothing that was scandalous. That there would be nothing that would be, like, questionable in some kind of way. Um, you know, and that that's, like, it's a huge, you know, responsibility, you know, to take care of that. And you can see the hearts, you know, of uh, Paul and Timothy, that they took that as a grave responsibility that they were putting people to even carry the offering because it wasn't, you know, they had to go walk and go get the money, you know, like, or go travel many, many miles, so it's not really, like, send a check-in. So it, it was even an issue as far as having people that were trustworthy to go get the offering, you know, and bring it, that had a reputation and accountability, et cetera, and that they weren't sent alone, and that there was just sort of where everything would look where there was, where it would be, anybody could examine it, and it would look okay. And that's what it should be, where anybody looking could go, that looks completely above board and really trustworthy, is how it what God's intention as far as how those things should be handled. 
um, you know, as far as the the money goes. Um, where we're taking pains, it says pains, so, you know, a lot of care to do what is right, not only in the eyes of the Lord, but also in the eyes of men. Um, in verse 22, in addition, we are sending with them our brother who has often proved to us in many ways that he is zealous, but now even more so because of his great confidence in you. As for Titus, he is my partner and fellow worker among you. As for our brothers, they are our representatives to the churches and an honor to Christ. Therefore, show these men proof of your love and the reason for our pride in you so that the churches can see it. Um, <clears throat> I think what I'm going to do um, is I'm going to... Uh, uh, there's another section of this that I'm going to save for next week, but I want you just to be thinking about this because it's something just to be seeking God about. If this is an area that you are not having a lot of faith in, it's emotional. I know a lot of people that I talk to that have not been um, they have been you know a lot of us have trust issues, a lot of us is just sort of like control, you know, trying to be in control of things, and it's hard to surrender, it's hard to trust, it's hard to take risks because the opportunity is is like, what if I get fooled like me, you know, with the money that I gave to the church that you know I did, and they took advantage like you know, but this is. You shouldn't give because the church. That shouldn't be like you're giving because the church needs something. You know, there have been times like for our church that we had more and we gave it to Red Cross or, you know, like it's not about, you know, I, I'm committed I, that there's no way I, we're going to ever be a church that's raising money f- because we need something. You know, for me, the what God instructs as far as giving is for what it does for the individual. How it heals your life and your heart in trusting him and saying it's a, it's a holy thing and a worshipful thing that you're going, this is really scary for me, God, to let go of this part of my life. You know, to surrender this in a way that, you know, I feel, because there's all these things that come up, like, like, I'm going to have to do without. And it's just a lot. There's so many little things in there that are super emotional, especially if it hasn't been something that's been a habit for you in your life. You know, um, in reordering things. So, but I really believe that it's, that moving into it, that there's incredible freedom in it. Where you really can get a peace of mind of going, my provision is not in my things. It's not in my finances. It is in God. You know, that I am feeling in a place that I, f- you know, that I feel that. I do. I have to say, I, I'm not lying. I feel that way. I really feel a freedom that I'm just like, you know, we're getting ready to do this dating workshop. And we're like, how are we going to pay for it? And I'm like, we'll pay for it if we don't have the money. We'll pay for it. Like, th- I didn't tell Adam that yet. But, <laughs> but you know, I just sort of. But I know his heart, he's a big giver. His heart has, like, always been very committed since I met him. It's one of the things I loved about him is he's always had a real passion for giving as well and and had that as a priority. So I know that our hearts are, you know, like that. But I'm just like, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, got to cut back, we'll cut back. We got to, you know, whatever. I'm not going to let that hold me back. Like, I want, I, I love just having the freedom and the passion of just going, um, my stuff is not mine, it's God's. God, tell me what to do with it. I love feeling the freedom of that, of not holding on to my stuff. It feels so much better than I've felt in other times in my life. 
you know, where I've had the fear and where I've had the not trusting God and where you just go, God, I trust you're good. I trust you're not going to fail me in this. And it feels so much better than where I was at with thinking that it was like, I put money in, I'm going to get rich. You know, I don't need anything more. I got way more than I will ever freaking need in my life right now. Totally do not need what I got, let alone need more. You know, and there might be things I think, well, gee, that might be nice. But, you know, it's just truthfully, who cares? You know, we're fine. We have an awesome life. We could live in a shack. We're going to have an awesome life. Because um, God is still God and God is still good. So I just, I encourage you to be, this is an area to be, if, it, it is, if, this, if you're not where you want to be right now with this in your heart, if, if you're not at peace and just really excited about where you are and how you relate to giving and how you relate to money, I would really just encourage you to see what God can do for your heart by praying and seeking him about where the next steps are for you and walking out in faith in this. To really be in prayer and going, God, what, what are you asking me? What would you have for me? What do you want to show me? What do you want to teach me where I can really be set free in this? It's not insignificant. You know, it's a huge thing, and I really believe that there's incredible healing in being free in this part of our lives. So, amen and hallelujah. I'm going to pray for the offering, and then we'll get some announcements. Heavenly Father, uh, I love you a lot, and I'm very excited, and you make me very happy, and um, I like my life a lot, and I'm so blessed because it's all because of you, absolutely because of you and you, my Lord Jesus Christ. And... um, being in your presence is amazing. I feel blessed to be a part of this community, and I know you have so many people that are one of a kind and unique in you and that you have called and that you have great things in store. God, I just pray for us all as we're moving forward as a church in this time of prayer that you would just put on people's hearts what you have individually for them, what your vision for them is individually in their walks with you. And I would pray for much freedom in this area of finance and giving that you would just unlock unlock the windows of heaven and pour there out a blessing that there's not room enough to receive it just like you promised in Malachi. I love you, Lord. Amen.